Hey Ash, how are you doing? I am sweating my tits off. It See? is roasting it is. in the country today. It's a good job. I haven't got a great t-shirt on because you would see the sweat under my boobs for definite. <laughs> I decided to put a hoodie on and I don't know why I'm regretting d- my life choices right now. As this is the, as we've spoken to each other before this, I've seen you in that hoodie and I still can't believe it. I don't, I don't, yeah, da- daft I don't idea. get it. So for anybody not in the UK at the moment, it's around... It's been around 30 degrees Celsius today, which is, what, 92 Mm. Fahrenheit, which I know to some countries isn't massive, but for the UK in September is ridiculous. It's like the hottest September, like, ever. Something stupid. Yeah, so, and we don't do air conditioning in the UK very well. And this building is, like, old and big, thick walls. And the heat just has nowhere to to go. It's just like a sauna walking in there when you wake up in the morning. Exactly. I've got a new build as well, and they're built for keeping heat in more so. Mm. They're like the the um insulation in the lofts like forty five centimeters instead of what normally is in houses. That's it goes up and it gets to a point, and it just the heat just starts coming down. So I've got windows open. Oh, it's nightmare. Anyway, it's like nine o'clock at night, and it's still like twenty six or something degrees. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like being abroad, mm, but is. without the perks of a swimming pool, a beach, <laughs> margaritas, <laughs> or anything like that. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's just the same. Anyway, so we are back for another haunted pub crawl episode. I need a drink. Let's go for. Let's, let's go cool down in a nice. pub. Cold. So, what would you be your in drink? Beer garden. If you go to um, beer garden, then in so the at the pub. <laughs> at the minute, I'm a bit of a disorder on coke. Um, bit of a Is swing towards. That, why do I think that's almond? Yes. Yeah, it kind of tastes like a bit like a baked well tart. Um, so it's quite it's quite sweet, uh, and it's it's quite nice. But I buy the Aldi version of disorder. I like the cheap one, uh, but it's it's nice. It's like five pound for a bottle, so That's right. mix some coke with it, and it's uh, some ice. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice, nice, nice. I'd go for a Copperberg, maybe a Capair mm. Copperberg in the summer with some ice, or and then once I've had a couple of them, I'll be on rum and coke. That's my mm. Vegas drink of choice. <laughs> so, nice. do you want to go to the bar first? Yes, I shall. So we have been in Manchester. And I'm still in the Greater Manchester area. There's some still so some arguments. No, it's not the same pub. Uh, there's some arguments over the borders for this place, but I'm in Wigan. Okay, no, I'm not. That's okay, cool. It will last soon. So I am visiting the. There we go. The John Bull Chop House. Wow. Okay. In Wigan, Greater Manchester. Looks like a pub. To be mm. fair, it looks like a pub. And this building is a 500-year-old listed building. Wow. So really getting up there. It's the second oldest building in Wigan. 
quite very, very, I mean, half a millennium, isn't it? That's mm, half a millennium. Yeah. Time. It's situated on one of Wigan's conservation areas in the heart of the town centre, sitting on a cobbled street, which is the oldest street in the town. Okay. Previously, the building has been cottages, stables, and a slaughterhouse. So quite a cool history. There is a series of tunnels underneath the pub, which used to connect the three cottages that were here before. They've kind of opened up. So the build, the pub used to be like three cottages. They kind of okay. made it all into yep. one big, yep. one big pub. Um, so these tunnels were one underneath. Now all been boarded up. However, many times, knocking has been heard from the other side of the boarded up doors in the cellar. Mm. It's just quite creepy. Thinking someone's either trapped down there or there's yeah. a little ghosting down there, maybe. Uh, so the pub, as I said, is home to a number of ghosts. The most well known is an old woman that has conversed with many guests, but then suddenly disappeared in front of their very eyes. Okay. She's said to be very proud, as this used to be. Well, she used to live in one of the cottages, and she's very proud that this. Like it's her home, basically. And she still comes and chats to the guests before disappearing back into the other realm. Okay. Whatever that may be. Another ghost is that of a confused man who appears by the seating area, mumbling to himself angrily about the misfortunes that played him throughout his life. He's a bit... um, People probably judge him a little bit. Um, because he just seems to uh, be angry, but it's just, yeah, a bit of, bit of a grumpy, angry old man. Okay. Sits. And the, the, the pub's not that big. There's not many seats and stuff. It's quite a small area. Uh, but yeah, this old man is seen many times just looking, just sat in the in the seating area. There's a spirit of a young man that paces up and down the upper floor. With legend having it that he killed himself after a breakup to have hung himself from one of the beams on the ceiling oh. and he's been trapped in that room ever since and when everything else is still you can hear the spine tingling sound of dangling rope rubbing against the wood oh. the middle cottage as I mentioned there used to be three cottages that was transformed into an oyster bar and the small farming business is the haunt of the ghost of a jolly man who once wheeled his cart through the town He has been seen smartly dressed outside the pub with his cart. So, in the old, obviously ages ago, it used to be an oyster bar. And this guy is still seen selling his oysters. At the back of the pub are our final two ghosts. And these are two punters that sit at the bar waiting for their drinks. One of these was a regular before being killed in a motorcycle accident. He now returns to the pub night after night, waiting for his favourite tipple. So quite a lot of activity. Uh, Plenty of stories and ghosts at this pub. I mean, it's 500 years old. Uh, It's been quite a few different things in its past. The street itself is very old, right in the centre of Wigan, which came quite... So Wigan used to be one of the old mining towns. It came quite populated and uh, thrived quite a bit during the mining time before they closed them all. But yeah, so 
That was the ghost of the John Bull Chop House in Wigan. Interesting. Well, uh, and the, uh, the name Chop House as well mm. doesn't sound too great. I just have visions of like, <laughs> um, like Leatherface or something out mm. of the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I've got to imagine that may come back to the slaughterhouse. Um, possibly. I'm not I'm not seeing that, but you'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. Bull. Like yeah. Bull, chop house, slaughterhouse. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And you got like like lamb chops and like it's all mm. steaks and stuff like that. It's a chop of me and so Yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay. So mine's an interesting one. Mine is an interesting one. The the fact that it's got like a history to it that suggests it should be more haunted than it is. Okay. And the current or one of the past landlords has said that whilst there's not a massive amount of paranormal activity in this establishment, Lights, TVs come on and off. Um, but when I tell you the story of what happened in this establishment, I'm I'm not too sure. I think it, based on everything we've talked about before, I think it should be more haunted than it is. So there's no, there's nothing major like ghosts as such. It's just a few weird things happen in the pub. But its story, I think, nice. deserves a bit of a mention. So the the landlady bought it. It does have a bit of a reputation as being um, one of the most haunted pubs in the area, as they all are. But this particular one, as I say, the landlord couldn't find any specific paranormal activity in terms of ghosts, but strange things happen but can't be attributed to anything. So that's about as spooky as it gets from that side. But the story itself is where the trauma comes. And anybody listening, it it if you're a bit sensitive, switch off. But mute it rather than switching off because we still get the the view then. <laughs> right. So this pub, let me pull the picture up. This particular pub is in Greater Manchester. Um let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. Mother Max. Mother Max. Yes. Yeah, so this is this pub's called Mother Max. It is in the northern quarter. Okay. I don't really know Manchester, so yeah, it's like the the. Let's say the cool kids go up to the northern quarter. It's. Yeah. Back Piccadilly, it's called the road, um, which is let me try and find it. Uh, yeah, back Piccadilly, um, just off Piccadilly's parade in Manchester City Centre. Yeah, not far from Piccadilly Station. Yeah, it's like the the hip the hip place to go. If you don't look too young and trendy, it doesn't look too hip in the other <laughs> picture that I've got. So down this dark Manchester back street one of Manchester's most gruesome massacres once took place. 
So back Piccadilly, as I said, is where it is. And it's a dimly lit rat run just off Piccadilly Parade in the city centre and was once witness to a truly horrific moment in the city's history. Exactly, well, it's 47 years ago, the landlord of Mother Max Pub killed his wife and three children, as well as the pub's cleaner, before setting fire to the building and killing himself in the blaze. Wow. The massacre is commemorated with a plaque outside the pub, while the original newspaper clippings reporting the 1976 tra tragedy remain framed and on display on the walls inside the pub. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. The plaque retells the horrifying episode on Back Piccadilly. It reads, in 1976, the pub manager, Arthur Bradbury, was given notice to quit. So he revenged himself the coward's way by killing all around him. His wife, Maureen, his six-year-old daughter, Alison, and his stepsons, James and Andrew, aged 11 and 13, respectively. The cleaner walked in on the carnage, so he killed her too, then set the pub on fire to hide the evidence. But justice caught up with him and he ended up killing himself too. So there were six deaths on the 18th of June, 1976. So in the aftermath of the tragedy, the pub had to go extensive repairs and refurbishment, but it did reopen whilst ensuring the tragedy was not forgotten with the memorial plaque outside. Uh, over the years, Mother's Max has remained one of Manchester's most popular traditional boozers. Bit of a weird, um, weird thing. But the gruesome history might have spooked some prospective tenants. Lauren, who is the uh, landlady, age 36, is well used to stories of the darker side of human life. For while she's a landlady... A mum of two is also busy, busy studying for degree in criminology and psychology. Pubs are in her blood, she says. She loves bar work and she loves everything about it. Um, but she likes to hear the grim stories. She says it's got a bit of a character about it, um, but not many visitors have an idea of the tragic history of the pub, which started life as the Wellington Inn in the 1870s, before being renamed Mother Max in the 70s, 1970s, after a previous legendary landlady. So people come in and they're interested in newspaper clippings and they can't believe that something like this has happened. Um, nobody really knows what turned this 29-year-old pub landlord Bradley into a serial killer back on that particular day in June, but Jeez. reports at the time revealed a man already known for violent outbursts against his wife, Maureen. So they said he strangled his wife before three children also got strangled. Then, like I mentioned, he called the cleaner and then set fire to the place. It's a dark story mm. and... About. It's the kind of tragedy that we've spoken about in many episodes, including the United States, where this kind of um, sort of residual trauma usually is accompanied by paranormal activities. Mm. There are lights turning on. There are lights turning off. There are TVs turning on and turning off on their own. Whether that's a sign of the paranormal or Arthur Bradbury still remaining inside, is another matter but i felt 
But when I started reading into it, I thought, if there's anywhere that has to have some kind of haunting, this would kind of be the place. You've got You'd three kids, it, three kids being killed, murdered by their stepdad and dad, the wife being killed, the cleaner being killed, and then him killing himself um, in a fire. So that ticks all the boxes of a haunting. That's that is dark, dark, yeah. So that is Mother Max in Back Piccadilly, Manchester. See you next time.